welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the next episode of Franken Culture's WrestleMania podcast. As always, I am joined by Katie and Cliff. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. I have some sweet tea in front of me. I have my little uh, information on what happened in Raw and SmackDown earlier this week in front of me. And I am ready to talk some wrestling. Yeah, let's get it. Yes. Um, So we have the quote-unquote go-home show to the greatest Royal Rumble ever. (sighs) So, yeah, we should have big excitement and ads everywhere like we did during the whole show every Um, 15 minutes. Martin, Martin, Cliff, can you guys tell me when is the greatest Royal Rumble? Because I don't think they told us. I don't think they told us either. I can't recall. I think it's like. Where where is it being held? Egypt? I don't know. Egypt. Definitely Egypt. You know what? Mm. Syria. It's in Syria. Syria, no. you know, honestly, probably would be better. Probably not. Civil war. I mean, are women are women allowed there? Are we really just gonna jump right into that? <laughs> we're just gonna yeah, yeah. no lube or nothing. We're just gonna drive. No, she's just gonna raw off. dog it right in. Raw dog. You know what? No, we, right we, don't, in. we don't. We don't have Jam to. Jam it. We don't have to. No, we're already in. We're already in. We're way too deep. We're way too deep into this. <laughs> Let's go. I, I was just, gonna say we don't want to start the podcast with a rant. Then people won't listen to the rest. <laughs> Oh, right. So let's warm them up. Yeah, yeah. Get them warmed up to the fact that Katie is about to go off. Cool. I'm not going to go off. I just, I will express my opinion. She's going to go off with a sandwich in hand. Um, (laughs) oh my God. (laughs) Well, you know what? I made that sandwich and I made it for myself. (laughs) Great. And her significant other. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) Fuck you. (laughs) <laughs> oh, she's singing. Wait, this is good. This is good. Um, all right. So, Universal Champion Brock Lesnar came back to Raw to not really do much. Got a cool pra- uh, Paul Heyman promo. I know it was, Katie it was is, terrible. Uh, Katie, okay. Katie, what? calm your roast beef. Oh! Put it in the freezer. <laughs> Roman Reigns then came out. It it was it was it wasn't terrible because it showed I'm. It showed Roman as, like, timid because he realized that he's gotten his ass kicked for the past five weeks. He ain't five just years. Running... <laughs> he ain't just coming in to, you know, oh, let's engage, let's another brawl. How did that work for you? Yeah, it didn't work out so well. So to have it short and sweet to the point was nice. I still hate them both, and I don't like them being the focal point, but, you know, what are we going to do about it? You know what I found interesting about this, though, was that, like, if you go back and look at different matches that, like, just have happened in general, like, everybody was hyped about the Brock Lesnar-Undertaker match. Undertaker struck first, he ended up losing the match. Then this time around, when Paul Heyman brought up the whole Brock asked for this match in a steel cage, pretty much just lets you know that Roman's going to win this match. <sighs> I mean... Sorry. Spoiler for spoiler for <laughs> people out there. As Paul Heyman would say, this isn't a prediction, this is a spoiler. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm ready for it to be over. Me too. I'm ready for this whole Brock Lesnar bullshit to be over. Like, I'm done. I'm ready for the revival of the Braun Roman feud because Braun's top babyface with like I the most r- with r- most ridiculous catchphrase. I'm not even going to say it because I'm going to sound like a five-year-old saying it. You don't get these hands. hands. There you go. Thank you, Nicholas 1 and Nicholas 2. (laughs) 
I kind of think that, well, no, I can't say I kind of think, I kind of hope that with the amount of overage that Braun is, that WWE will be like, okay, let's turn Roman heel since we've already have this developed face that's over that's selling merch just as much as Roman Reigns and reignite that feud. I'm kind of hoping that comes down comes down later on the year, SummerSlam, maybe later. You but... know what, Martin? You mm-hmm. can get these hands if you think that Braun Strowman isn't the greatest WWE superstar. I are you trying to like <laughs> trying to mix Hulk Hogan with Braun Strowman, brother? That was not Hulk Hogan. That I don't know what that was. It was wonderful. That's what it was. You don't gotta worry about Braun. You gotta worry about my me. Brain Strowman coming over there and oh, beating that, up. That, that oh, no. was worse. That was, was better. You're both terrible. Moving on. I don't even want to continue with this subject. Oh, you hurt my brain cells so much. I'm pretty sure I just lost third grade math. <laughs> you don't need it anyway. It's overrated. Right? Two plus two equals fish. Bobby Roode got an L against Elias in a weird match. Whatever, at least Elias is winning. Yeah. But so is it, is it weird? Is it weird that the finish? The, the I felt like the weird part of it was the finish of the match because it was like another match that we'll talk about here in a little bit ended the same way. Like, a, well, yeah, with it, it would have been. It wasn't the same day. It was the next day, but yeah, it was a roll up like through the ropes. Like what? Like what the hell? That two two it's, completely different wrestlers and it's the same finish. It's a it's a a cheap finish to like either book a start booking a rivalry or it's a way to maybe start something. I, I don't know. To me, it felt kind of cheap to Rude's character. Like I hope that this is a turning point that you know he's stacking up losses and he eventually he's going to turn heel. I mean, Elias, if that program with Bobby Lashley that keeps getting teased doesn't do anything, then I guess whatever. But just kind of, it was kind of just like a question mark in the air, like Bugs Bunny, question marks in the air, just confused look. Yeah, was it? It's, it's also kind of weird to think of the fact that Bobby Roode just came to Raw and then lost. That That's my, that's why I have question marks. That's the biggest point because he was a big thing in NXT. He was a big deal over on SmackDown and he comes over to Raw and first night gets an L against Elias. Well, we talked about it last week and the week before. We talk about it all the time. It's just Vince doesn't know. It's just missed opportunities that's going on. Like you had the opportunity. You have the glorious one coming over. You could stack them against anybody and it would have it would have been it would have been a great promo. But instead you you just was like, you know what? We'll just throw this one away. So hopefully coming soon because it, it needed turn. to happen to happen a while ago. Yeah, turn. Give it to me. Us. <laughs> it was you know what though? It it was kind of a fun match though. And let's go with the back and forth. Yeah. So Elias did win kind of in a weird role. But if you look right at the end, the way that he kind of you know, the way that Bobby kind of looked, he just kind of shook his head which is like you know what like you got me this one time and i hope like next week if they have like another match that's going between them or even a tag match like you just start to see the heelish tendencies that that bobby has like you know that he wants to use from nxt like i just want to see that mm-hmm. happen yeah maybe he can shinsuke him and just knock him in the balls we already have one dick uh-huh. No man, because you know you know how you know how WWE does sometimes they do that whole control C control V success kind of promo. So you can definitely <laughs> do it with him. Yeah. 
Yeah. If they keep doing Control C, Control V, I'm just going to Alt F4 on it. <laughs> I'm going to hit Control All Delete twice. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of deletion, thank you for the great segue. And Bray Wyatt against the newly heel Ascension, I guess, maybe. Ascension is our, is our resident heel jobber team. On Raw uh, now, I yeah. guess. Match did really nothing for really anybody. It's just gave them, I guess, momentum going into tomorrow. Yeah, for when they win the wrong Raw ta- tag titles. Against a SmackDown tag team. Right, yeah, makes exactly. sense. Thank you, writing. You are the greatest. I mean, okay, to be <sighs> fair, we're jumping, we're jumping a little over to SmackDown and then back to Raw, but the, on SmackDown, the bar did say that if they win, they go back to Raw. Well, you know they're not going to, but you know what? I never, you never fucking know. But you know what? And let's, let's play devil's advocate. Let's say they do win. Let's say you have the bar jump over back to Raw, and then Matt and Bray get brought over to SmackDown. Now, you know, Sanity's, Sanity's been showcased that they're going to show up. Why not beat up Jeff Hardy? And then Jeff Hardy turns with Brother Nero. And then guess what? Now you have a new new faction right there. That's a fair assessment. But this, this, is, this is the WWE. That's never going to happen. Yeah, right? That's too intelligent. <laughs> yeah, that's too good. Can't Mind do anything say, smart. Can't do anything smart. I mean, i.e. look at Roman. Yeah, exactly. Kurt Angle appeared on the first ever Sammy and Kevin show. And Sammy and Kevin decided to bring out the bombshell slip up from Kurt Angle a couple weeks ago saying that he only had five kids and they corrected him saying six was Jason Jordan. Are we setting something up for, for fun? I think so. No, that was that was such an incredible moment. Like he's like, ah, oh, see, that's where you, that's where you went wrong. That's where you went wrong. You you forgot about Jason. <laughs> he's like, don't worry, because yeah. Kurt, Kurt did too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That was oh, best. That was the best moment of the night. I'd be honest. Yeah, I would agree. I'm really curious to see where Sammy and Kevin are going to be going. If they're going to continue like against this authority, against the people in power type of heels. I mean, I don't want it to get super stale, but I kind of like it that they're continuing on. I just want to see more proactive heel work with other wrestlers, not with just, you know, quote unquote management. And it was kind of a lame layup too, going into the tag team match that he created. It's like, oh, you insulted me. Now I'm going to put you in a tag match with the two biggest, baddest guys ever. I didn't see Brock Lesnar on there. Uh false <laughs> i didn't i didn't say ham sandwich <laughs> we didn't get brock lesnar we got black lesnar black hey. lesnar <laughs> katie loves her some black lesnar <laughs> he's all right he's bland <laughs> well yeah that's the problem they're booking him to be bland for some fucking reason it I, makes no I sense think it's to under i think it's to underplay him so that it doesn't seem like they're strapping a rocket to his asshole and to kind of blast him off once they pull the trigger yeah i'm obsessed rockets and assholes you really do yeah rockets and assholes i just so this is what i think though this is what's gonna end up being a thing though is that i'd like to see roman turn heel and then start a program with bobby lashley i just the battle of the spears the battle of the spears and the battle of the you know only one person does a only one person does it like a really great vertical suplex and that is bobby lashley he definitely it's awesome to see and i get tired of seeing the same five moves from roman reigns so maybe he could do something where he changes it up and like you know punches a guy for real instead of you know the stupid superman punch that he does so Just dumb. give Roman some alcohol and some keys to the car. He'll do something different. Oh, Jesus Christ. 
No, that's his cousin. <laughs> he got arrested for He's a DUI steroids. before. Did he? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, he did. Maybe we can just put him in another commercial where he pretends to be a little teapot. What? His, that commercial's cute. It was a Father's Day commercial with his daughter from a couple of years ago. <laughs> I'm. Yeah, that's a little too uh, wishful thinking there, bud, um, with the heel turn, because that's never, it's literally never going to happen. They had the opportunity to turn him so many fucking times and they never did, especially when they accidentally got a double heel turn. I mean, no, a double turn, which is almost impossible in wrestling they managed with him and braun and then they fucked it up they just didn't care because they don't want him to be heel they still want him to be that big old baby face that everyone loves and it's like he's not he's not he's not charismatic he was only good on the mic during his promos going into wrestlemania and he's still not great i mean he's better but like it took him four years like it's just and again he's still the same guy from the shield they didn't do anything they've given us these shitty fucking storylines month in and month out with him and just they don't care they're gonna give us him the way they want it and they just they don't care remember he can only deliver promos if he has a cuss word or a swear yeah because he's now because he's he's edgy he's he's so there i'm the big dog you're a bitch his only his only heel turn his only time that he was heel he was with the shield he didn't have to do anything other than be the heelish muscle you had rollins yeah. and ambrose be good on the mic that developed their character that made their characters flush over when they the shield broke up seth was to be able to develop even further into a great heel dean was be uh, was already able to be a good face because he was already so developed as a heel people knew what they, what they were getting into with a face dean ambrose albeit now it's kind of stale would like to see him turn heel when he does come back but Roman hasn't had that time as a heel to really develop a character and to get that contrast going like Braun did when he was a heel. When that transition came over to him being a face late last year, it blew up because we had that old school mentality that you turn someone heel, they blow up as a face. And it's blown up even further because he's so big. He's already had that following growing because of his feud with Roman. I think it's very possible that if you just put stats, figures, like money, like you put the figures on a piece of paper, you show the stats of where Braun can compete with Roman, with merchandise, you hear the reactions. I mean, unless people need fucking hearing aids backstage, I think Roman... Roman's pops are nowhere near the level of bronze. What are you talking and about, I, man? They pay those 10 fans in the stand to scream oh out Roman's name God. as loud as he can. That Sorry, we didn't bring that so up last time. Cringy. That was so cringy at the beginning of Raw, how the camera was just right there. That was bad. I was like, really? I was like, I get that you want those fans to be like yelling in the microphone. But at the same time, oh, it was, it was terrible, terrible camera shift whatever it is <laughs> they were plant plants call them a ficus because they were a plant <laughs> yeah but no, i think i think braun i think braun is a top uh, a top baby face enough to where roman can go heel especially so. after especially after the failure of wrestlemania what happened i'm pretty sure coming up into the great to the royal the greatest royal rumble and backlash he, they're just gonna realize that it's just not working a, a proper heel turn eventually in a feud with Braun will be better. I think that's money. 
face Braun versus heel Roman, that's money. Absolutely. Book it. Book well, it. Uh, honestly, I think I think the issue is that is almost that they wouldn't want to do that WWE because they know that Braun would just skyrocket in popularity over Roman. Okay, so not- there's your top baby face. Who cares if it's not some blue, green-eyed, pretty-looking Samoan with some tattoos and some long, flowing hair? Who the fuck cares? They, but you they know do. what, though? Like, a lot they of... Don't care. Uh, they- look, at, look at all the people who originally were faces, who turned heel, who then went back to being a face and actually had, like, a huge stardom. Like, I guess the biggest problem is that Roman, like, he was he really wasn't talking that much, right? When he was with the shield as a heel, when they turned face, he still wasn't really talking that much. Then once the shield broke up, like he was kind of left like you were talking about. But then like you keep trying to force him as a face, people aren't paying attention. Like the rock when he started was a face. And then he turned heel and then he started really talking more and more on the bike and people really got into him that he became a face. And guess what? He blew over. John Cena started as a heel ish kind of person. Well, then, he, then came in, he came in as a face against Kurt Angle with that ruthless. I don't think John thing. Cena is the best. Is the best example when he started. But and then when you see like other people, Stone Cold Steve Austin, when he kind of got his attitude, he was more heelish. He blew up as a fate. Well, he was anti-heroish, but it's just there's different people out there that have shown like how much success could come from them being a heel. Look at CM Punk. CM Punk and Randy Orton do it all the time, where they like they they're face, they turn heel, then they go back to being a face, and they're selling more merchandise. Like you can get eh. that with Roman. Let him turn heel. Let him turn heel. Let him just be that guy who can be. The guy who doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't care what the crowd thinks. He doesn't have to be the guy. He's just like, whatever. I'm just going to beat up people because I want to. And then eventually what's going to happen is you just have him feud with Vince McMahon like four years down the road from now. And that's it. Like people will get over it with him. I want to fight you, Katie, about John Cena not being a good example because John Cena is a great example. He came in as a, a stale baby face going up against Kurt Angle and the amateur wrestling, whatever it was, background. And then he went into the Doctor of Thugonomics, was booed, was top heel for a while, going up against Undertaker and Brock Lesnar, Chris Benoit, Eddie Guerrero, consistently. And then they turned him face against a heel, Lesnar, because they had a top heel in Lesnar, and they made him basically going to top baby face. It's a great example, because then but he was the most over but it's not because Roman Reigns was similar in that where he was he came in as a he came in as a heel and then he was he was a heel in the group and then they they turned face only for a short amount of time then they broke up then he was straight up top baby face they tried to p- completely print out what happened with John Cena where heel for a short amount of time and then big big huge baby face and then a baby face for so long that people were begging them to turn him heel so that he wasn't so stale and he wasn't the super John superhero. Oh, John's always winning. John's always burying other talent. They did the same thing with, with Roman Reigns. And that's why probably why people are angrier about Roman Reigns right from the start, because they went through 10 or so years of John Cena like that. And they were done. Yeah. Well, yeah. So even longer, right. More of my point. So, 
him, you know, they already had gone through it with John, and they were already seeing it with with Roman, and that's why people were mad about it. You know, they didn't they didn't give him a chance to be cheered as a heel because he was bland, and they already did it, and they didn't want to go through another fifteen years with another guy, so, literally the Samoan Superman. They already had Super Cena, now they had Super Samoan. So that's that's only why I said that John Cena wasn't the great example in talking about Roman Reigns. Just because they were they were the same, basically. But Braun Strowman is a big one, where he naturally became a babyface, and now he's a babyface. Did he really naturally become a babyface, or did, or was it that he, said he was they just he was just no, but he was always yeah, but he was always beating up Roman Reigns, who was supposed to be like the face, and then people started cheering Roman Reigns because he would just go and beat up Roman Reigns. Like Braun was beating up Roman so consistently that people were like, yeah, make him the face because we'll cheer for him, and then like. Eventually, what was it, the, the five-on-three match that they had, then everybody turned on Braun, and then they threw him in the trash can, and that was it. Like, oh, yeah, we got rid of him finally. And then, like, when well, he came he back, was... it was a face. Like, I feel like Roman has a op- like, the WWE has an opportunity to turn Roman Reigns heel and just let him build for the next four or five years as a heel. And then, like I said, you start a program with him, with Vince or Triple H or Shane McMahon. It doesn't matter who it is. And then he'll turn back, and people will cheer him because he's going against the authority. They should have done that all along. I mean, I agree in in the way that he needs to turn. You know, in order for him to be a face, he needs to turn heel because there's no way. What about what about him? Let's like let's let's play this let's play this out. Let's just have him and some uh, Samoa Joe all of a sudden join up on the same team, make a faction, throw AOP in there. Guess what you call them? The Samoan Dogs or some stupid thing like that, right? The the Reign of Pain. It doesn't even matter what it's called. But you can the literally watch. <laughs> you can watch these guys go through and just like bulldoze people and beat them up and beat a be a heel and then like all of a sudden I know it. Like you turn them face, but you let but you let Roman Reigns be the the frontman of that whole deal. I I think they should have done that back when he was feuding with AJ Styles. With, and he, had he had the Usos, with, he had him. The Usos with him. Yeah, that should have been the family, a yeah. Yeah. So the bloodline or whatever they called it. Something stupid. <laughs> yeah, it was whatever. the bloodline. And now that you have now that you have like the Usos kind of being in that transition of being a face slash heel, they can be a heel if they need to be, but they're also a face when they want to be. Like you can you can totally bring them back over to, to Raw and let them join up. Like I just think that there's there's it's obviously you're gonna take time to do it, but I just Roman has to be a heel. Like it just has to happen. Yeah. And it's, I, think I mean it's, and I, look at as you as you brought up the Usos. The Usos were floundering. No one they were booing them because they were just so boring and a lot of people just didn't want to see the the flashy, bright colored, happy go lucky Samoans that they were, and then they turned heel and it's the greatest thing for them. Not only is it refreshing and, and good for them, they're one of the most popular tag teams. Now. They're one of the most popular and, acts on SmackDown right now. Exactly. They consistently have great matches. That just goes to show that a heel turn, a face turn, or whatever, a, a, a shift in their character was good for them because it gave them more light. And it that is the biggest attitude. thing. A shift in character. Hell, don't even fucking turn him. If you still want him to be the face, change his character. Or give him one, because he doesn't really have a character. Change his fucking vest. I mean, he's not, he's coming out in the tank tops and everything. 
have the guy wrestle without a shirt on. He looks good. I'll cheer him. You just want to cheer him because he's man meat. He's attractive. <laughs> all I'm saying. Ah, okay. Really, have him, okay. have him wrestle without a shirt on. Have him just change his fucking music. Like, I don't know. Yeah, he, they need to get off the shield dick. They need to get yeah, the shield and biblical cord with that music. It needs yeah, it's to, been four it, years. It's boring. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. We have spent way too much time talking and ranting about Roman fucking reigns. Yeah. So we can all agree, Braun is the baby face of Raw. Roman needs a heel turn this this year, and Absolutely. Braun is the perfect person for it to to establish it. Bobby Lashley would be great for establishing it. We're moving the fuck on. <laughs> <laughs> I want Katie to eat crow with this one because about what. Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre were gold. I, I would say it. gold, sweetheart. No, I, I, it was, the, it was the match, good. The match was okay, but the post-mic promo that they delivered was great A, in my opinion. <laughs> Drew, Drew, was the, Drew was great. It, it, it felt like Ziggler's revived a little bit. Oh, like, yes, was... I, will, I will tell you that. He seems like he cares. So I am no longer dreading. I am looking forward to seeing what they are going to be doing. Like they, the, the way they're booking McIntyre, like he is a pure beast. Like I don't know what he did between his three MB getting let go when he was out, out in the Indies and in TNA, and what they did to him. Like what things they spoon fed him down in NXT. But it's. Oh, it is so refreshing to have him like talk so clear on the mic, being so crisp in the ring, his refined move set, his refined look, just like you said last week, Katie. Like McIntyre mm-hmm. is the package we've been all waiting for. And I well, remember and, like oh, when he I'm first so got in, excited. Yeah, when he first got into the WWE, remember like he was supposed to be like the chosen one by Vince McMahon and blah 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 blah. And they tried to make him like over with the crowd and it just wasn't working out for him. So it was definitely good for him to kind of go away for a little bit and you know, obviously up. get released. Yeah, he grew he, he, he grew, grew into up, what he wanted he like, to be what he's supposed to be. He was like twenty something. He was in the young twenties when he started and everything else like that. He don't get me wrong. He still had a look. It was a very not good guy look, but a very baby face look. Like you know, he was still young, and that, I don't think that resonated a whole lot. Even the tag team with Cody was just kind of forced together. It was kind of blah. I forgot that that happened. Yeah, it <laughs> happens. It was a very blase blah moment. It just felt f- too forced. That I, he didn't get over because they didn't really know how to write him. Now. Thank you, NXT, for having great ideas, great writing, that they're able to take these chess pieces, like Cliff Cliff said a couple weeks ago, and actually do something. And I feel like they're doing the right thing. It's revitalizing Ziggler's character. It's bringing up McIntyre to be main event caliber singles competitor. And it's just good all around for both of them. I can't wait for more of this team. I think mm-hmm. this might I'm be looking my power to it. I'm. I think this might be my favorite team. Like I'm just gonna s- wait and see what the build is like for the next couple of weeks. I'll probably make my decision p- post backlash, but I'm excited. I haven't been this excited for a mashed together team in a long time. I'm still waiting for Heath, Heath and uh, no. Heath Ginger to get all back together and be like. This is kind of like a reunion. And then Drew just looks at him and says, it'll never be a reunion. And then him and Ziggler beat down Ginger and, and uh, Heath. It would be awesome. Because then it would really show that Drew is like, I'm away from all of this. That's that's a good idea, actually. Stop it. Okay, WWE's not paying attention and they don't want to hire me. So we're not going <laughs> to talk about it. <laughs> well, some of the things that you said earlier, I wouldn't want you booking anything either. Shit. <laughs> 
I have everything uh, that's going great. <laughs> go talk I'm about the UFC. Big man. <laughs> <laughs> Next was Chad Gable versus Ginger Mahal. In... It was a decent match. It wasn't terrible, but Gable did defeat Mahal. This is a great way to launch a singles career for him. It's it's smart. That's what you do. You get a new guy onto your brand and you have him surprisingly win over someone that's already established. So great. I was I was glad. I'm not a huge gender fan, so not huge on the match entirely, but I love Chad and I really hope they do something with him singles wise. I oh, they will. They're gonna move him to two oh five. Oh. <laughs> I, was Actually, bring this I have up. a point I, I was about to talk about that when Michael yep. Cole specifically said during commentary that he was 202 pounds my heart sank oh, I shit. was terrified I'm I like, didn't even hear that part yeah yep. go back rewatch it because Michael Cole says that he was 202 pounds god damn see I he does was... not need to go to 205 Correct. live Chad Chad Gable has something where a guy his size can do well in the mid card of Raw or SmackDown or or NXT or wherever. He can establish himself as as a a main event player. The thing with 205 Live is that while very entertaining and a, a, a lot of fun and they're also talented, a lot of them don't exactly have the larger than life all the time personality and and character that can establish them among the other players. So 205 Live is a good show for guys like Buddy Murphy that normally would flounder elsewhere. And and TJPs, even though I find him very bland, but that's here nor there. Tony Nese, stuff like that. Cedric Alexander. But then there are other guys like Cedric, like Drew Gulak, who could eventually possibly move up. Chad Gable already has something that he does not have to go to 205 Live. He right. can leave it, leave it to those guys that can have their moments, that can have their show and have their spotlight. Let him get in the ring. He he's already established that he can go with guys like AJ Styles, big guys like Rusev. He he could team up with with anyone. He could wrestle in singles matches. So let him freaking do that. You took the words right out of my mouth. Like, and I'm pretty sure you probably did the same thing for Cliff because when I saw that, I'm like. Okay, this gives the rest of the 205 205 Live roster potentially a chance to come out of the purple brand, being solely individually in that, come out and have the old school cruiserweights split up against other people like it was a la the, the golden days of SmackDown via 2002 to 2007 when the Cruiserweight Champions would still go up against heavyweights and everything else like that. That needs to happen. That's how Rey Mysterio got established, by confining everybody that is at that weight level to not compete against other guys. You are potentially losing out on the next Daniel Bryan, because Daniel Bryan's under 205 pounds. You just want to regulate Mm -hmm. him to that? No, he's a moneymaker because of the fact that he's a smaller guy, an underdog that beats up people really fucking well. Exactly. Stop confining them to that. I I mean, don't get me wrong, 205 Live is coming uh, into a renaissance, and it's very possible that we're going to see that potential. I mean, Goldust, I mean, he did that little thing with Cedric for a little bit, and he competed on 205 Live for a little bit. We need to have more of the the cruiserweight meets the heavyweights, and I think we'll be good. And Gable beating Mahal, having a great showing. I hope that this is the right foot forward for guys two two hundred five and under to do that against the heavyweights. 
I've been I've been talking about that. <laughs> that was my tea. Nice. But yeah, I've been talking that uh, talking about that since day one ish. Basically, I've been saying that they should have been integrating the two or five live guys into the roster since the beginning. Yeah, because you know, yeah, guys like Neville, yeah, guys like Neville that were wrestling and they were doing just great on the main roster, and then you put him at two or five, and yeah, he excelled. At, at being the king of the cruiserweights, but you yeah, know, and he it. he would have been great. He'd been great going back over. And Austin Aries was the same way. He mm. obviously was like huge, and then they just wasted opportunities mm. with him. Like but again, we go back to being missed opportunities. Is all we ever talk about with you know WWE like, and Vince McMahon. With 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 the disconnect, especially with Neville and Austin Aries. Like Austin Aries has gone up against Samoa Joe and beaten Samoa Joe. Gone up against AJ Styles and beaten. AJ Styles, like, are, is the disconnect from other wrestling promotions, like, just that gone on the writers and the bookers in WWE that they just was just like, oh, that doesn't matter. We're, we're going to really treat our fans like they're stupid. Like, oh, no, they can only compete this this way. This guy can. No, I just, ugh, ugh. Oh, frustration. <laughs> it's what the WWE does. They just waste, they, they literally treat people like they're, like, sorry, and I want to kind of make this sound like a jerk thing, but they treat their people like they're dumb, like they're stupid and that they have short, two short-term memories. Cause wasn't like a while ago where they had like, well, I mean, let's be honest, we could look at it a couple weeks ago, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins. They were at each other's throat for the IC title. Then all of a sudden it was like, hey, by the way, we're friends. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, don't, don't worry about the past couple weeks. We're going to be right here. I think that's just, Faces being faces, meh. But WWE continuously treats their fans like they're idiots. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, Bobby Lashley and Braun Strowman's tag team match with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens was next. That was just kind of an okay match. That was fun. It was fun, though. I mean, Braun, like, fucking threw Kevin, and it was just, it was fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed but it. But I'm always happy. I'm happy with anything that... Braun does and anything. I just really don't like. I don't like. Do. I don't like the fact that Zayn and Owens are gonna. They have the potential to be the top heels, and they just lose to generic tagging of Braun and Bobby, which we know Braun's not really gonna lose to anybody specifically, unless yeah. it's to put someone over. I just. I don't know. It was just kind of mad for me. But the thing is, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin lost most of the time when he was the champion. Kevin loses a lot, and it never really damages his character. I find. No, what it? I mean, there's like great moments in that match too, where like Kevin was on the outside, and like Braun like ran over him a couple times, and people were like, "No, don't let it happen again." And it happened again. And then it was yeah. like finally <laughs> hit him with the drop kick. Like there was fun moments in that match, and I and. Don't be surprised if next week on Raw, like, Kevin and Sammy go out and just blow up a team, and you're just like, wow. Like, that's what we're waiting for. I hope so. <laughs> One thing I'm not excited for is boring coma attacking poor No Way Jose. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. It's not a good... It's to attack No Way Jose, who just came up. Right? He's instantly going to jobber status, which I thought it was going to happen in the first I don't, place. It, it doesn't mean that he's going to jo- jobber status. They're going to job him out to Corbin. Up. They're going to job him out to Corbin. They're too high on Corbin. They're going to jump I mean, I Jose agree. off to Corbin. I, don't, I didn't think Jose had a very high ceiling anyway. Yeah, he's... Uh, I'm sorry. He's just a Puerto Rican Adam Rose. He is Dominican. Um, that. that is rude. He is I, Dominican. Guess what? Okay, then we'll call it what it is. He's a DR. 
He's a DR version of Adam Rose. It doesn't matter. He's a DR of AR. It doesn't matter to me. Call what you want. I don't care what it is. It's just, to me, and this is someone who's Panamanian, like I'm just saying, like, they treat him as something completely different. And the way he moves, the way he talks, like, you know, he's just Adam Rose in a party mode. Like, forget it, man. Like, you should, if anything else, make make Noe Jose turn heel and still have, like, the conga line with him. Like, the conga line doesn't care. They'll still mess with him. He's the kind of guy that's like, you know what? I want to be like Eddie Guerrero. That's who he should start looking like. Cheat to win. Like, do fun stuff that's going to set you differently from what Adam Rose did. Otherwise, you're just going to fall into the same pattern. You're going to fall into the Fandango role, too. People are going to get over with you. You're going to go stale. People still like you, but your character is going to go stale, and no one's going to want to mess with you. And it's just, just going to happen, and we're all going to see it. Well, we all, all I, see it. I, I feel like this is the, the wrong step. If they're going to push Corbin... Jose is not the person, the first person I would put him with on Raw. And I'm just, I, meh, 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 meh. Boring coma. Goodbye. <laughs> Seth Rollins and Finn Balor versus the Miz I don't know why they're still being called that. Still came out to, oh, they come out to his music. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so weird. Easy squash match. Nothing new here. Nothing really yeah. to dissect out of that. It's just whatever. Yeah. 10 woman tag match was the main event. Which I thought was fantastic because I loved seeing uh, an unhinged Mickey James, mm-hmm. especially at the end. Like that was just yes. And then Cliff, Cliff, you get your your dream matchup possibly with Rhonda coming out to help Natty. Yeah. And then Mickey drop kicking her. I cannot wait for that. Cannot wait. It's going to be great. And everyone got a little bit of, of of camera time. The Riot Squad were able to do their thing, gang up on everybody. Bliss had her little moment of being uh, uh, showing off that you know that Nia's a bully, and James became unhinged. Natty got her little submissions in and everything, and was attacked. Ember got to be Ember and do an awesome suicide dive, and then Sasha and Bailey were there too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I'm not going to repeat. Or I don't want to repeat ourselves from last week because you know, meh. Slow burn is is dead. Oxygen's out of that fire. I'm over it. Bye. 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 Nothing new with them. So yay, Mickey James and Ronda going at it, and it's unhinged. I keep the unhinged Mickey James. I love it. That was gold. Any comments, criticisms on that women's match, Katie? Ah uh, no. So not to not to rewind back, but the the Mistrage trying to go back and be the new Shield and the new Ballad Club, like those skits, I thought were on point. It was those hilarious. Were funny. Yeah, they were trying to sell themselves, like they were really high about themselves, talking about how they could be like the best thing ever, and they were trying to do the too sweet and everything. I thought it was just, I thought it was great comic. And then Alexa Bliss's. Uh, a moment of bliss by far i think is gonna be one of my favorite segments like if, oh, if they can keep it. doing this no if they can keep doing this it's it's hilarious because i mean think about it like for a minute there, like you know she's a heel but the way that she comes out like she's like acting like she cares you kind of buy into it and then you remember you're like oh wait she's a heel oh what a thing to do <laughs> nah like, i I, hated it. I, thought they were, I thought they were cringy and you know what they reminded me of do you guys remember back in like 2015, 2014, maybe? I think it was 2014, um, when Nikki and Brie were feuding and Br- Nikki would do those segments 
where she was like, it was like black and white, kind of like what they're doing with Alexa. And she would tell this horrible story about something terrible that Brie did. And then she would go, and I never told anybody. Do you guys remember that? Well, that funeral yeah. and altogether was really cringy because it ended terribly. Like, no, it was so bad. I it was, yeah, that so was terrible. Bad. But no, and like this, this is different terrible. from that. I think it's similar. <laughs> like no, because like to Alexis- me, to me, like yeah, to me, I think the Alexa Bliss, a moment of bliss, is similar to how like the Be a Star campaign was, just in reverse. Like how everybody's like, don't be a bully, be a star, and they're all telling these like great stories, like about how they overcame bullying. I just like the fact that Bliss is the one that's like, she is the heel, but she's the one like trying to be all serious about it. I feel like the only thing that's missing out is like Sarah McLaughlin's music playing in the background mm-hmm. while she's telling stories. I just think that this is a great segment. I think it's hilarious. I think there's like great points that she's making about like the bully part about Nia Jax, about how, you know what I mean? She's making up stories about Nia Jax, which is like, to me, it's so, so much better because it's like she grabbed that woman's food and ate it right in front of her face, and it was terrible. And I was like, "Yo, this uh, but is so the good. thing is, I I still think I still think it's a big, it's a another big fat joke on night. And I, I don't agree. I don't agree. So the story that she told was hilarious, but it could have been anything. She could have been like, and as that woman tried to put on her makeup, Naya looked at her and said, "You have." terrible taste like it could have been any story it's just the fact that she's telling a story about Nia Jax that's clearly false and trying to pass it off as that Nia is the bully is so hilarious to me she could have said anything she could have been like there's this one time where I told her that you know she she and I were gonna go back to the hotel room and we're gonna hang out and she told me no and she grabbed my luggage and threw it out the window like it could have been any story I would have died laughing. The fat joke one, yes, I get that part. But the yeah. fact that it's it's the fact that she's trying to sell that she's a face when we know she's a heel is the best. Because at any time they could click. Like Naya yeah. could turn heel. And then all of a sudden you're like, Well, wait a minute, Alexis is Alexis the face? Like and it could get, kind of throw like a curve out there, but I'm so I'm so enthralled with this. I hope that they keep at least keep a couple more segments going forward because it, to me, I just I find it hilarious. I, it's boring. This yeah, the feud is boring <laughs> now. It's done. It's over with. It, it pulled its purpose for Mania. It's but the it, thing, it, it should be a again. It should be an easy squash for Nia to make her credible as a champion. But a bliss is it's over. I, I she needs something I'm fresh so- and new. I'm so let's say let's say let's say let's say she starts a new feud with somebody else like the a moment of bliss like that whole idea i think is awesome and you could do it with anybody she could do it with bailey she could do it with sasha banks no she, she could should do not do anything with bailey ever she again could, she, could hey, she, could it, she could do it hey she could do it doing segments that segment with bailey no. How terrible it I was i remember all the segments that she did with bailey and i remember how bad they were i'm just saying that at this point, she could do about Charlotte Flair. She could do about anybody. It's just I this think, whole idea. No, I, think I there's, hate there's it. something there for them. It mm. is not. It is the same thing that they did with Nikki. It's well, a justice- to disagree. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're right. You have a right to your wrong opinion. <laughs> That's all. Moving on to SmackDown. I feel like that was a fat joke. <laughs> I mean, you go to the gym, you're just stacked. Shut up. 
<laughs> so Big Cass, Miz, Daniel Bryan, that feud started happening on SmackDown. Daniel Bryan was supposed to be the guest of Miz TV. Big Cass decided to show up instead, and apparently he was the one that attacked Daniel Bryan backstage. So, I mean, just, meh. I was- I Yes, you you just said it perfectly. That was the perfect word to use. Meh. Because, like, (laughs) the one thing I just did not like, you guys are clearly on the other side of this as well. I like Big Cass. The thing I don't like right now, I've said it a couple times, I like that he's an agile big guy. That's what I like about him as far as his wrestling goes. But, yo, you mean to tell me they're going to be like, I was getting picked on, and then I grew, and I grew, and I grew, and now I'm picking on people who are smaller than me. Come on, man. Like, really? Like, that's what you're going with? Like, this was... I actually, see, see, and I don't like Big Cass, and when he first came out, and he was still, like, he has a weird cadence about the way he speaks, and that annoys me, Um, but... (laughs) Yeah, it annoys me, but... He, I actually started, I liked the end of his promo and I liked that part because I felt it brought a different side to the big guy heel where he's saying, and you see it all the time, small, scrawny little, I mean, look at, okay, Bruno San Martino. They just kept saying it. He was scrawny, scrawny little guy, tiny little man. And then he was so weak and then he, uh, he bulked up, he lifted weights and he became this big hero and this huge, the strongest man in the world. And he was the big hero because of that. Well, Cass is the opposite. And we already know he's established himself as a jealous, shitty little dude. Well, he's already taking it further. And I think it's actually giving some sub some substance to his character that he needed rather than just a guy that can't speak and can't spell soft and is from Queens. He established himself as the scrawny guy that got picked on. And then when he grew up, he used that to his advantage in a bad way. And that's why he heal. And he's taking that out on Daniel Bryan. But like Martin, and this is to your credit, you brought this up when I was complaining about Daniel Bryan cast, cast came back from injury the same day that they heard Daniel Bryan and he was completely overshadowed understandably, but Cass is a shitty heel, so he's he's beating him up. He's he's going to try and shit on Daniel Bryan, not only because he stole his thunder, but because and and also he basically said it. But this everyone idolizes this guy who was just the skinny, scrawny little version that w- that Cass was when he got beat up. So why does he get praised when I got shat on? So I actually like what they're doing. I didn't expect them to go this way. So I'm a little less enraged that Daniel Bryan is going to have to waste his time on Cass. But I will see how the program continues. I guess for me, I just wanted to see like big Cass be like, you know, I've always been this big guy and I don't really care. I'll step on whoever I want to step on. And essentially, I would want him to say, I'm trying to make it to the top. And I want to be the next SmackDown champion or something along that line. That would have said, that's fair, like, but here's I think, what I got. I think, that, that's, I think that's been done before. That's the problem. And he's, you know, he, they're kind of trying to step away from the typical big guy thing. So that's, that's fine to me. Yeah, and I think the other part that I really have a problem too is that like, first is Daniel Bryan. Like he's fighting against Daniel Bryan. I, would, I guess I would much rather see Big Cass go after like Randy Orton or just somebody, just somebody uh, different. See, at, I don't least, really, at least I could care about this. I like Daniel Bryan. Randy Orton, boring. I just, I'm like, I just, I well, yeah, his moveset's boring too. But I just, I look at it and I'm just kind of like, I see where you're going with it. 
But you did this with Enzo right before you tore your ACL. Hope that doesn't happen again. Yeah, that's true. Eh, just, I'm tired of big bullies. I'm tired of seeing big bullies as a storyline just because they can. I mean, we've already done that's it with Cass true. once and we're continuing it on again. We did it with Braun. And, I mean, we're just, it's just consistent. It's it's control C, control V. And <laughs> I want, I, I want, it just, and Cass just can't deliver. I mean, I'm tall, I'm educated, and I'm damn good looking, is what he said. Like, whoa, you got one of three. One of three of those are correct. Dang. <laughs> and that's your because you're tall. Fit you right. <laughs> Can we talk about that? That yeah. suit. <laughs> that suit. Why was it hanging off of you like Donald fucking Trump? Oh God! No, because no. like, every time that he reached out, like his his sleeves went up to his elbows. I was like, right? Come on. Like, Someone what is can't up? tailor this man a good suit? Your, yes, your leg please. is fine now. Worry about suits. Worry about your presentation if you're gonna be trying to be in the big leagues. Gonna step up to Daniel Bryan's big boy area just because you're seven foot tall doesn't mean you're a big boy. Calm down. Anyway, you know, and <laughs> you and you, you to point it out and kind of take it back a little further too. Like we've seen a segment before where like the little guy fights the big guy. Is it? And they're gonna. Someone's gonna say. It, someone's gonna say it. it's your David versus Goliath matchup. You know and Cole is gonna say God, that. It's you know, gonna sorry, happen. you know Corey is gonna say that because nothing original comes out of his fucking mouth. But and, I mean, we can go all the way back to we can go all the way back to 1999 when Rey Mysterio beat Big Cat or uh, Big Cat. Big, big, uh, big Cat, Great Kali, Kane. Big Sexy. Yeah, there's so yeah. many people in that we've seen this before and. Granted, like Big Cass is not on, and God, he's not even on Great Khali's level, let alone the Big Show, Big Sexy, or even <laughs> The Undertaker. <laughs> wow! That was the giant deuce saying that Big Cass, ladies and gentlemen, I don't know if you heard that, I'm going to repeat it. Cliff just said, Big Cass is not even on the Great Khali's level. <laughs> Yeah, and what I'm like, and maybe, that's, and maybe, maybe, maybe he'll, maybe like since his knees improved and he can move around a lot better, maybe he'll start adding some real stuff to his repertoire. Because remember, like he had like three moves too, like please, he had three moves and a and a saying that was written by a guy who's this convicted of being or who's being investigated for a sexual assault. Like let's be real about this. Like he had the splash, the empire elbow, and a big boot. Like that was it. It was really it that he had. So to me, like your 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 moveset is equivalent to a chop to the head, a punch, and uh the vice grip. Like that's oh, no, your, don't that's your Kali has those corner kicks and those corner elbows though. Don't forget those. <laughs> Come on, Kali's at least got five. At least that's five. True. That's true. So Kali's got six because he had that choke bomb too, that little standing choke he bomb. He did have that choke bomb. Yeah. By mm-hmm. the way, speaking of big guys, I want to bring this up and I just want to see if you guys remember. Do you guys remember when the big show used to have a move called the final cut? Wasn't that the um the standing leg drop? No, or... it was when he did the he did it, he did an elbow. It was a, it looked like a reverse DDT into an elbow drop. Oh, it's you mean like kind of like the like the hurricane move, like the hurricanes move? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, no, they call it the it, final cut. Well, the, they use the final cut terminology on so many different moves for him. It used to be called the choke slam. Used to be called that. Then that leg drop used to be called that. And then the, that yeah, swing yeah, okay. arm, the swing arm, un, like underhook DDT or whatever that was. Yeah, now, I remember because. I play the wrestling game a lot, and that's the moves. That's the move that's in that move set. Yeah, it's me. I just, I just kept thinking about big guys with weird moves, and I can remember that one being particular. Like it was just how like was that one the most memorable? Never talked about. 
Well, because no, like, let's, talk, to me, let's talk about that colossal that 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 um what was it ah uh, ah uh, ah uh, um the Cobra Clutch uh, hold that Big Show had, and then he he used it into a backbreaker, and then he tossed the people. That's when he was in ECW. Yes. He had that move, and that move was a gem. And then you, you never saw it again. Nope. That's a good big nope. guy move. I feel like there's like a lot of like moves that the WWE should just like come back that big guys can do. Just and only let like guys who are over seven foot just do those moves because some of those like that as was a long great as one. They don't injure themselves and other people. As long as no, yeah, you're right. But well, I would yeah, still love to see like the that category. <laughs> I would still like to see like a. Who was it that kept doing the backbreaker and then they would just throw the guy off to the side? Like they would grab him, they repeatedly do. Was it A Train that used to just like do the backbreaker repeatedly and then just like throw? No, it was Titus. Titus O'Neill did it. He did it too. That's what I was thinking about. Was that he used to do the backbreaker? Did all those like weird shoulder backbreakers and over the knee backbreakers? He did all of that type of crap, and he would just like he did that. He did that jumping shoulder backbreaker at one point. I, I, don't, but, I don't recall A-Train. I just recall the drink that you have in your hand. Sweet tea? <laughs> Shut up! Moving on. No, we're not going Yo. back to this terrible time. Yo. No. No. Great I joke. Think uh, that. Yeah. That yeah it, no. Shut up. Where's that? Where's that? I need a button to like mute people for like a certain <laughs> amount of time. Like that sports talk show. Whatever that's. Around the horn. That one. I need a button. I need that button. <laughs> That's what we need to do. That actually would be Moving a good idea. on. Shut up, Katie. I direct this. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> Becky Lynch and Asuka taking a loss to the iconic duo. Yes. Thank you. Start stacking some losses against Asuka. I can dig it. Start building up some wins for the the new age Lake Cool, but do it does it better than Lake Cool did. <laughs> I like it. Oh, don't even. Iconic duo are amazing. Lake Cool was. Cool. It was good. It, Lake Cool was good. It was a good counter to the beautiful people. That was basically the thing. It was a good counter. I do remember someone saying way back when is that whenever the whenever TNA was on Monday nights and the beautiful people came on, the WWE's answer was like, "Oh, just go ahead and put Lake Cool and Maurice on, and then we can counter that." They that they because they were the two top heels, but they were the biggest draw because of looks and the act and everything else like that. So. That was the comparison. But yeah, no, I kind of do above and beyond that. Yeah. I like the team of Asuka and Becky Lynch. I thought it was very, very smooth. I like this little. Oh, yeah. I thought it was a, a nice little small match. It was good. It was good. Good. I feel like that's going to build up to a feud too. Because like eventually like Asuka could get mad at Becky and then turn or vice versa. Becky can actually turn heel. She could turn on, she turn on Asuka and like beat her down and just put her in a disarmor and just say, hey, like. I'm going to beat Asuka too. If who Charlotte benefit, can do it, I can do it. Who would benefit more from a heel turn at this point? Vince would it McMahon. be Asuka? Shut up. Would it be Asuka or would it be Becky? <laughs> it would be Asuka because Becky still needs to reach her full potential as the face that she is. I don't want them to just turn her heel because they refuse to do anything with her. That would basically do what they did to Sami Zayn. Becky should be their top face. Ridiculous. But Sammy is. But look how good Sammy's doing as a heel, though. No one is going to be the, the top face of the women's. Smaller. No one's going to be the top face of the women's division while Charlotte's in the same division on that brand. But yeah, no. to turn Charlotte heel again and have them feud—that's the money feud. It never should have been Sasha and Charlotte. Should have been Becky and Charlotte. But we had so much of Becky and Charlotte prior to that mania. Prior we to we really didn't. We really didn't. It was that one. 
it was a little bit, and then it was Royal Rumble, and then it went into Sasha. Sasha overshadowed. Oh, yeah, there a wasn't a boss. lot of Becky and Charlotte. I, I still think Becky is, is... I think she's due for a heel turn, but not more so than Asuka. And as long uh, as... It, as long as Charlotte is on SmackDown and a face, Charlotte is going to be the top, and no one's going to surpass that. And you know what's funny is that, um, so do you guys watch like the WWE exclusives like afterwards, like on like YouTube and stuff, like the little the little side piece set channels that they do? There was like an interesting yeah, one where like where like Oscar like so to this week Oscar was talking to, to Becky Lynch and they were talking about the the match and like it was like my shoulders a little hurt and she like kept walking off and she ran into Absolution. And Absolution, like, obviously, they knew that Becky was there, but they just started talking about her. Like, she was the first woman's SmackDown champion. She was the first pick. She's really falling off, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, Becky was like, well, knock off your heads. Like, and, like, was getting, like, it looked like I was watching a fiery redhead, like, really get back into what she wanted to do. And it, it was just, like, a very great, like, frustrating moment for her, like, to be frustrated, like, almost to the point where she was just, like, I'm going to do whatever I can to win now. And it was just, it was cool to see, like, that thing kind of happen, but then, you know, like, the scene kind of played out and Absolution left and, like, you just saw Becky Lynch was just frustrated with what was said. So, I thought to me, like, that that little interaction was, like, yo, like, Becky turns, Becky turns heel, she gets Absolution to join with her, and they just start running shit. Like, I just think that might be a cool idea. That, yeah, I could... A little bit. I could see it, but... Becky is due for something. I don't know what it is, but with her popularity and with her abilities, she's due for something. Maybe inter- maybe some more interaction with some of the guys. I don't know. Like, I'm digging what Naomi's doing. I Like, interfering or causing the distraction with the Usos versus the Bludgeon Brothers. I like that. I think Becky could benefit probably from, from something like that. I mean, her reaction, her team up with Sami Zayn was fucking priceless. What was, what was, Oh what yeah. Was and, and Bobby too. Yes. Like she shows so much personality outside of the ring with those moments and everything. I think they have something special with her on that. So yep. I don't know. I like her as a face. I like her going. I like the idea of her turning into this like really aggressive heel. But at the same time, with the women's rosters so stacked the way they are, and they're not even utilizing all of them, it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to see where she would fit in in that mold when there are women that kind of have something similar already. So hopefully it's Asuka. I hope they do something more with Becky. <laughs> so. Yes. We'll see. But as I mentioned with Naomi, uh, the next match was Jimmy Uso versus Rowan with Naomi coming out and doing her entrance, distracting him. I thought it was brilliant. I, I can't wait to see what's more because I like the fact that Naomi's stepping into the tag team match and stepping out of the women's division that she kind of ran for the past like six months. Yeah, she was getting a little stale. So I'm interested to where this goes with them, especially with the Bludgeon Brothers. Like, they got distracted by like her the glow. dancing. Like, they got distracted like, by the glow. Yeah, it they was, did. It was funny. I she and was, I think she was snatching those boys bald. <laughs> it was just it's you know something that Corey Graves actually said on the show that kind of perked my ear up when he said that um, the sins of the wife will be ex- like exonerated on the husband or something like that to that effect. But you're going to see something where she's going to put herself in like harm's way and something's going to happen to her. Yeah. Like a la like, Big it, Show and AJ Lee. Yeah. Something's going to happen and they're going to like call off the match and then, you know, it is what it is from there. But I, I don't know. I, I think it's, I find it interesting as well. 
that like obviously we like you saw Luke Luke and Rowan both turn and just kind of stare and they're both kind of curious on what was going on but mm-hmm. you know I thought um who was it was it Jimmy came out of the crowd and hit a super kick and then they ended up getting a win Jay. off of it Jay Jay came up out of the crowd I I love the chemistry like the natural chemistry between Jimmy and Naomi. Like I know that they're married and everything, yeah. but those moments where you see Jimmy, like how you see him in Total Divas and everything, I thought I think it's I think it's awesome. I like that Uso combined with what they with where the brand is going on the show. So to see him in that like natural swagger and everything else like that, talking to Trinity. I, I love it. I want more of that. I, I don't yes. I don't want I don't want the Usos breaking up because they already are the longest tag team, like continuous tag team in WWE history, which is disgustingly sad with how many tag teams have been in and out. Yeah. But like continuous. So not like over long periods of time of breaking up and coming out to battle like the Dudleys, Hardys, etc. I love the chemistry that all three of them have together. And I think it's they they had something when who are they going up against? Cesaro, Tyson Kidd. And Natalia. I yes. thought that was a great feud too. So Yeah, I enjoyed that. I hope they bring more. I like this. I like this dynamic. So we'll see. Kind of hope that's I was kind of hoping that Sarah Logan would stay because I think Sarah Logan would be a good fit with the Bludgeon Brothers. I thought that would be a kind of a, a nice dynamic, but whatever. We got Sarah Logan on Raw. Yeah. Uh, Carmella and Charlotte had a contract signing. Pretty typical, um, but no. I did, I liked how she kept showing the package. Like, yeah, she, she's like highlighting, she's like, you know, it was a, a great way to get heat. Uh, yeah. She's a narcissist, so there's that. Yeah. I thought it maybe was, it went on just maybe a little bit too long. I didn't watch what happened after because I had to take out the dogs, but uh, apparently Flair did come out, did a little uh, talking. Carmella got the final word and then slammed Carmella's face into the table. This is going to be Carmella's first singles match on pay-per-view since December of 2016. Wow. So, yeah, because that was TLC. Yep. It was, no, it was the Hardcore Rules or something like that or something like that. Oh. Yeah, it was against, it was against Bella. It was against Bella. Yeah, yeah. But she hasn't had a singles match on pay-per-view in that long. So... Jeez. So for her to have the belt going in, carrying the brand, the women's brand, SmackDown, when she hasn't been on pay-per-view in like two years, aside from tag matches and ladder matches, this is going to be really interesting to see how she carries the match. Yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see how how she does. And I hope she does do well, because I like I her. do too. I, wa- I do I too. You know, she can lose, it's fine, but... Her character's annoying. She's doing her job well. Yeah. That's why but I don't she's like her. good, that's the thing, like... She's an entertaining heel. Like, I don't want she her... Is. Like, I want Natty to go away. Carmella is a great heel. And I hope that she continues to grow and Charlotte's a good f- first fight for her. Where it goes beyond backlash, we'll see. You got Randy Orton again. Blah. He took the L to Shelton Benjamin because of interference of one of the Singh brothers, whatever his name is, because of that match that's going to happen tomorrow. The Jeff Hardy versus Jinder Mahal match. Really weird. Felt really out of place. I mean, Benjamin Benjamin looked great. Benjamin looked great, as usual. He always looks great. I don't think he ever looks bad in the ring. It was just a weird placement for everything. I mean, get it. It was was. was probably to give Orton the loss, get him aggravated. Jeff was there. Orton can blame Hardy, and it's going to go into a feud of Orton versus Hardy, maybe with Benjamin. So I see a triple threat or a singles match coming. But nothing really interesting here other than the obvious setup to tomorrow. We I just hope Randy see. Orton turns heel soon. 
Uh, he's bored of being a face. I'm bored of being a face. He so... doesn't like being a face at all. So no, he said it on Talk is Jericho. Can I turn heel? Well, he gets to be more natural because he's a natural dick and asshole to begin with. So this is more <laughs> yeah, natural <exactly>. state. <laughs> so speaking of heels, because I want to go into this. This is more interesting dick than that. Puncher. Well, I'm gonna get the dick puncher. I I am loving heel Nakamura. I did not watch How do you guys him. feel about his music? I like it. I like it because it's different. And mm-hmm. I kind of like the explanation that commentary gave. Like, since he's heel now, he's got this new side. He doesn't want the fans singing along with it. Exactly. So with the Japanese singing, the Japanese lyrics and everything. I I can I can dig it. I liked a reading. I liked reading the, the lyrics for the song because there's like something like i am the best or i'm number one i can't yeah. I, don't, I don't have it up right now and i should have had this prepared i apologize but i like it up to the point where the fans up to the point where the fans really start learning the lyrics and start singing along and then there's really no escaping it so this is yeah. america they're not gonna start this is america especially with the type of fans that WWE has they're not gonna sing along in japanese they're not that creative or they're not that, you know, easily amused by that type of stuff. I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't. <laughs> I, I, hope with well enough, I hope with enough dick punches that they'll just forget about the violin in general until he turns face again in like three years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but overall, uh, pretty good match. Like seeing the club re- uh, reuniting again. I like the fact that we're, we're having an angle with Gallows and Anderson with Nakamura with Carl taking the knee for AJ. I thought that's great. So, I thought that was a great moment. Oh, yeah. No, the main event was really well done, except for the fact that Rusev doesn't know what a W is. Still. Probably, is, probably isn't going to get a W tomorrow. <laughs> um, that win. S- sidebar, I did. I knew I knew where the lyrics were. I have the lyrics to the you rap do. in. Yeah, Um. Bur- Burger had sent it earlier, but basically it's... It's like there's some parts that people couldn't make out or whoever was translating it, but it was like, I knew this day would come um, for impartial imperial justice. And then they couldn't understand what he was saying, but it was like, I would take whatever belongs to you. Uh, Do you finally realize it's stupid to question me? There's no one left in this world. Do you understand my power? Ha, do you understand my power? Apparently that's what it says a bunch. Do you get it? I am second to none. Wake up and look ahead. You're, afraid of my something they couldn't understand yeah, i just found just it on reddit too yeah yeah it's basically just like hey i'm awesome yeah <laughs> do you it's like do you not understand my strength and my power that's repeated like five times do you not understand that i am the best you're yeah. afraid of me we're gonna fix this and all with one fell swoop i'm your nightmare looking into your eyes i can know what you think it does not make any sense that you try to escape i will not run away or hide if i am a god you must be a corpse if i find you it's hard to regret like that's some dark shit and i love it <laughs> Yeah, it's cool. I I just I love his mannerisms. I if you would have told me two years ago with how popular Shinsuke was in NXT, also with me not knowing any of his heel work in New Japan, that I would be so excited for this crazy dick punching Nakamura, I would have said that they're stupid. That there's no way they're gonna turn like a top babyface into a heel just to go dick punching AJ Styles. Like I am excited. I uh, I'm really excited about this. Move over, Miz. Nakamura is gonna be top heel. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> dick puncher. I'm excited for Dick Puncher. Yes. I'm sad for Rusev. So okay. I mentioned it. 
I want to get into it because we are running low on time. So, Greatest Royal Rumble, the matches that we have. Let's just get right into the the, the main event one, the 50-man Royal Rumble, with the winner getting a wonderful trophy because, you know, that's what everyone wants to fight for is a trophy. Mm. Yeah. They, love they should all just get trophies. They should all just get a trophy for participating. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, that's what we've who, done. who do we have winning it, or do we even care? I mean, I, mean, I don't, but Daniel Bryan? Uh-huh. There's, isn't he uh, the first entrant into it? Like, I felt like they had, like, the list came out that talked about, like, the, at least the first few superstars are gonna come out. I thought Daniel Bryan was number one. I don't think he was listed as, like, coming first, out as... He was the first person announced. He was just the yeah, first person announced. Yeah, I think he was the first one announced. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. We don't even know everybody that's gonna be in it. I mean, we can assume that uh, yeah. most of the roster is gonna be it, but we, be already, yeah. we already have Rey Mysterio booked for it, Great Khali booked for it. Mark Henry booked for it. Big Show booked for it. Chris Jericho booked for it. Apparently, we also have Hornswoggle was cited in Saudi Arabia. <gasps> what? Yeah, and we had... There was someone else that was big, and now I can't remember. Crap. It's going to bug me now that I can't think of it. Was Charlie Haas? No, was it, no, no, Haas? no, no. Yeah. Not, get off that bandwagon. Get off the bandwagon. Uh... Oh, Davari. <laughs> Sean Davari. Of course, like, Davari. Oh. Tom and Hassan and Davari. Interesting. <sighs> Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. Steel cage match. We know we're all pretty sure Roman's going to go over. I, I mean, then so. again, we That's were all pretty I'll sure. That. We, are, we are all pretty sure that Roman was going to go over at Mania. But That's I think true. I'm... Pr- I still think Roman's leaving with it. If I had to bet Katie's boobs on it, I'd bet Roman Reigns. Still bet my boobs on it. Well, <laughs> like I said, I, like like I brought up earlier, it, like it was always Roman going after Brock to win the title, and now it's Brock going after Roman. So it's kind of like I kind of expect it to be a different. I kind of expect Roman to win now because like you went at him so hard. Now suddenly it's like you kept losing. Now some Brock's like, yeah, I wanted this match. Blah 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 blah. Like okay, well, now I ex- I expect you to lose. What I would like is Brock retains. Then comes on Monday, and Kurt's like, oh, you have a new challenger for the title, and it's going to happen right now. And it's Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Lashley wins. And Roman then is all angry. Er, I couldn't beat Brock, but I'm going to have to beat Black Lesnar now. <laughs> Far-fetched, I know, but I'm a better booker than the people in WWE. Seth Rollins versus Finn Balor versus Samoa Joe versus The Miz. Ladder match. IC title. Who you got? Cliff, go. Samoa Joe. Katie. Seth. I got The Miz. Hmm. Joe is my second pick, though. I think I think the title is going to leave Raw to go to SmackDown. So then, do you think that Jinder's winning? I think so. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I think this. I think. I think the Saudi government paid enough to get Jinder to win, so that way they could be like, do not. mm, No. Do not compare someone in. Do not compare someone of Indian descent to someone of Middle Eastern descent. It is different. Indian descent is South Asian. That's me. Southwest Asian. Southeast. Whatever. I'm just saying that it's gonna happen. It's, uh, I mean, it's just gender. It's going to get people kind of like, yeah, that hurrah kind of deal. Yeah, I think it's going to get a pop over there. I think it might yeah. because I, I don't know. I think it, I, I think they're hoping that it will. Did I miss something? Was, was it Mustafa Ali supposed to be wrestling for the cruiserweight match? No. No, he didn't. It was always, it was always supposed to be. Oh, okay. So it was, it, is it, be was, police, thought, so it was supposed to be Buddy Murphy, but Buddy Murphy didn't meet, meet the, the way in. He was mm-hmm. 207 205, which I do like that angle of him having to keep up with being at weight 
and being frustrated with it. I like that. So I like Buddy Murphy in this instance. I'm so glad that they brought him up from NXT of obscurity. Yeah. AJ Styles versus Nakamura for the WWE title. AJ Styles. Styles. He's going to be wearing a cup. (laughs) He's going to be wearing a cup. He's a moron. I think that if he does, I still think it's going to backfire. I think Nakamura is going to take the title out. And then we're going to have a rematch at Backlash. To see that. And we already discussed Jeff Hardy versus Ginger, but Ginger going over. We already discussed Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy versus Cesaro and Sheamus. That's going to Bray and Matt because they're going to stay on Raw. Except uh, I'm going to take the bar. You're going you're to take the bar going back to Raw? I'm going to take the bar going back to Raw. Okay. Bludgeon Brothers, Damn. Harper and Rowan versus the Usos. Who do we got now? Bludgeon Brothers. I'm going to take the Usos. I'm going to take the Bludgeon Brothers. I think Naomi's, Naomi's going to... Oh, well, Naomi's not there, so it's going to backfire anyways. So Yeah, exactly. Naomi's not there. We'll get there in a second, Katie. I was just saying. <laughs> Cedric and Kalisto for the Cruiserweight title. I think Cedric, Cedric is going to want to win. Cedric. Yeah. Kalisto's just the first of many bodies in Cedric's path. John Cena versus Triple H in a No One Cares match. So let's be uh, honest, though. This is this will probably be the longest match. Oh, Over yeah, the Royal Rumble? No. This will be the second, this will be the second <laughs> longest match on the card. <laughs> The longest singles match. <laughs> nice. I, I don't care. Uh, uh, yeah, to be honest, that's that's bathroom break match for me because I just don't care. I, I do not want to relive WrestleMania 22. No thanks. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Shawn Michaels comes in, interferes, and both lose. I I I would much prefer. I I I think Randy Savage Macho Man's gonna come down and elbow drop everybody. <laughs> Hulk Hogan's gonna come through the crowd. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Undertaker versus Rusev in a casket match. Bury me softly, brother. Bury Chris me Jericho. Softly. Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho. <laughs> Another match I don't care about. Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas is- I'd be surprised if Rusev wins to give like a revitalization to his career, but I doubt that's gonna happen. But who knows? Oh, Mark, Mark, Mark does control who he loses and wins to. So I don't know. And didn't they, didn't they put out that stat that he hasn't lost a buried alive match? I know he hasn't ever won a buried alive match. Oh yeah, he's winning. <laughs> it's a it's a casket match though. He's, I think he's won a couple cap. Yeah, he won against Mark Henry in a casket match. So he's not unba- unbalanced in the wins and losses of the <laughs> casket matches. He's only always lost a buried alive match. Different. The elephant in the room, last topic before we go, is that there are no women's matches for the Royal Rumble due to the fact that the government of Saudi Arabia declined to have any. Now, a lot of people have taken taking up arms against the fact that there is none saying it's slowing down the the women's evolution and the progress that women have made and i can see that at the same time the progress that is up and coming in saudi arabia while it's slower than in abu dhabi which is a different country a different kingdom so they got different rules they don't always go by sharia law which is the law of the land in saudi arabia the fact that the government is allowing more women individualism more women in roles not to be escorted having driver's license i think that the country is heading in the right direction to be more modernized and i think asking too much when they're just when they just got to that point like a couple years ago is a little quick for a regime that's still set in very conservative ways now while i would like to see women perform more i can understand both sides of the reason why it's happened and i can understand the reason why it's not happening that's my take katie 
this is a very serious subject for me um i'm not happy about it and i just ask that listeners bear with me um and also guys uh while we're okay joking with each other i just don't really want this joke with about um i've had it a lot today and it's it's i'm very sensitive about it the more that i think about it i sat down and i really thought i thought about it today and i read a couple articles and it just it solidified my decision um i won't be watching tomorrow i'm not i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna log in on on the network i'll see who wins but i'm not gonna look at highlights i'm i'm just gonna pretend okay if a if a title changes hands fine that's fine. I'm not watching because my stance on it is that while I understand that buttloads of money was offered and is going to be given and they're going to be making hundreds of millions of dollars off of this, I absolutely do not condone it. I don't understand why that amount of money is more important or any amount of money is more important than the livelihood of the women that live over there and the respect of the women that you have putting their bodies on the line for you, working for you, making you money day in and day out. I don't see why a televised you know, event of this proportion had to happen. It's not a pay-per-view. It's not a WrestleMania. It's something that didn't even need to happen. It's because the Saudi government threw that money at them. Now, I'm not saying they shouldn't go over there and perform a show for the fans because it, it it's not the fault of the kids over there and the, the fans that live there, that can't leave there, that want to see their idols come in and perform for them. And I do recognize that they have made some, some progress lately, but it seems almost too late. And by the WWE going over there and being okay, you know, kowtowing to them, being okay with not bringing their female competitors, their champions over in an event where they are boasting that every championship except for those two are on the line of the main roster. Seven championships, seven championships, seven championships. They keep saying it. It's in every advertisement. It's every time they talk about it. Seven championships. It's just a, a kick to the gut every time that those two champions obviously don't matter enough because they're being offered that money. And it's like, it's not just about the women not being allowed to perform and like all the other guys are. And the fact that they're doing an all male show just weeks after the first time ever WrestleMania host had two singles matches for women and four matches featuring women on the card. And just a few months after women had their very first Royal Rumble match and a couple of months after they had their first Money in the Bank and, and everything like that, they, they keep, you know, pressing on us and telling us, oh, evolution, women's revolution, we're taking over, we're, oh, we're the head of it, we're the head of it, despite the fact that they had been oppressing their women for so long with the shit that they used to do back in the Attitude Era and later. But they're telling us that they're, this is the women's evolution. It's the day and age that the women are treated the way they should be treated. Then they go and they accept $100 million from a completely oppressive regime where women are treated as second-class second citizens that have do not have the same rights as men and that are treated are absolutely terribly. And they're telling the women that work for them, well, sorry, you know, we'll give you a little bit of a, of a we'll have you do a show, but you're not going to be on the show that we're constantly talking about and that is advertised in a show. And it's just like, it's just, it's a real shitty thing. 
to me. And it really, it, it makes me upset because I'm a woman and it's like over there in Saudi Arabia, women are not allowed to, to be in seen, you know, in an area with a man that they're not related to. So basically I, I couldn't be doing this with you guys right now. Like I couldn't hang out with my guy friends to watch wrestling. Like, because of why I was born with a vagina because those girls are born girls. And it's not, you know, it's not wolf feelings. No, we don't. You know, we have to respect their customs. You have to respect their religion, sure. But you do not have to respect the fact that they constantly oppress women. They only were just allowed to, like, they're punished for things that men aren't. Like, what What are we, what is the point? I do not think that, you know, by us going, WWE doing the show, I do not think that that's a step in the right direction. I think that, it shows them, oh, we can pay them enough money to ignore the fact that their women are allowed to come over. Why does, why does Saudi need to change if WWE is already doing that? Now, I recognize that we're talking about it, but I don't think, you know, at what cost? Like, the girls over there are still treated like garbage. The women are still not allowed to wrestle there because they're what? Second-class citizens. That's what it shows to me, and it's just, I, I don't know if you guys can empathize with me. I, I hope that you can, but it's just... It's it's, it's very upsetting to kind of see that this is still going on, that, that we even have to talk about this. Sorry to make this real, but uh, that's just no. how I feel about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's very understanding because, you know, I'm clearly, if you didn't know, I am a homosexual. <laughs> so... I too dwell in the minority lands, and I, I, I'm, I'm very well aware of how they treat, you know, gays, lesbians, and transgender over in the Middle East and mm -hmm. a lot of other countries. I know it's not the greatest thing, and I, I, it's hard because of the fact that, like you said, like it's, it's not, it's not fair to punish the fans over there, but it, it does say something to where WWE can't even, you know fight for it because they don't want to upset anything. I mean, we don't know if they did fight for it or not, but to have all this progress and then not do anything and make a big deal out of the, of the pay-per-view, I get I get it. And it is upsetting because the women who do work for WWE have busted their ass wholeheartedly. They've worked their exactly. hard to build up from the Attitude Era what it was into something that is credible. This women's division is probably the most credible it's ever been. No disrespect to like Trish and Lita and everybody else, but even they would say probably say something close to that. It just it it sucks. It really does because I want to see the good in people. I want to see the good in everybody, and I know that not everyone is as conservative or believes everything that their government over there tells them to or what the laws have and everything like that. It's a monarchy. They do what they want and it's a way of oppression. I get that. It's their religion. Some people go with it. Some people don't. It's, you know, not our subject because of the fact I, we know that women are suppressed, that we know that gay people are put to death for just being who they are. Women can't have the basic freedoms like we're get like, you know, humans are given anywhere else. And it's hard. It really is a difficult spot to be in from being over here where we can't really do anything about it aside from talk about it and make people aware. Exactly. And yeah, it's just, I get the reason why you're not watching. I understand 
it's not right for someone to make fun of you for your belief and your your feelings of other women in, across the world. But at the same time, you know, the fans over there deserve to have something. And I think WWE could have done something maybe a little bit better. I get the money, yeah. the money thing is there. They want to expand worldwide, have, you know, different territories within their own, their own brand. And I'm pretty sure that's what that leads to. Not really trying to speculate on it, but I, I get the reason why. And I'm sure there's other people out there who probably haven't thought as in depth as you are, but probably do feel the same way. So anybody who's making fun of Katie for her feelings can go suck a dick and not in a gay way. Cause that's just, <laughs> that's just rude. People are allowed to have their opinions, especially when it comes to the human rights of other people. I mean, we're all fans of wrestling. Just fucking listen to someone agree to disagree. Cliff and I, Cliff and Katie, Katie and I, we do it all the time here. You don't see us making fun of people. We're friends. We get over it and we move on. It's okay to have a difference of opinion, but it's another Some thing. Some of us move on. Yeah. It's another thing to then react to it in a rage-filled manner to where it harms other people in either emotional, mental, or physical ways. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think like- why I stand on it and why I stand on it too is I agree. Like it's just a shame, especially because when uh, just earlier this year, like they were in uh, uh, where were they? Abu were Dhabi. They Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. And they were headlining. It was a huge deal. And like now we're looking back, and it's like we have to we make this huge leap, and then we take this giant step back. So exactly. I mean, I feel I feel exactly where you're coming from, and there's just there's no other way to say it. And as far as like the a generation goes, like this is like the this is the best women's wrestling generation period. Like I don't I don't care what they say. They'd be like, what about Lita? What about Trish? What about Jackie? Those are all great girls, but the whole entire roster is on that level of Lita and Trish versus like maybe the ones and twos, you know. So I definitely I definitely understand where you're coming from. And it's definitely, it's heartbreaking to see that the, the WWE is going to put money above uh, belief, especially if they truly believe in this. But I, and I'll be, I'll be on the note too. I didn't see Stephanie McMahon over there. Yeah. You know, and, and no. I don't think she's over there. You know what I mean? Like, and that's. She can't be. Just, I mean, I don't. I don't yeah. Think well, she could be if she's accompanied by a man. And that would be. Uh, she, her man. I think, is a little but, too. Um, I think she's a little too American and outspoken to be over there. Because yeah, I'm pretty that's sure why, her mouth will get her in trouble. And that's, well, that's why she's that's not there. Thing. I just, I don't understand how she can stand by. I mean. At the same time, yeah, she she's fine with using, um, you know, using charity as advertising and, you know, and, and making money off of it. But and she's a businesswoman, but she's got three daughters. How are you going to be OK with with that? You know, you're basically saying, you know, oh, it's OK. Grandpa needed to make money, but, you know, they'll change. They'll change. We'll just be OK with it still now. I just they're, her girls are old enough to understand and it's just i don't know but i have to go i have to go back though and i mean from and not that i'm trying to stand up for somebody at all but looking at saudi arabia like they're making progress and as we said prior to us even starting this up progress is slow it it is it's a slow process and it's you have to get a bunch of old heads out of the way before you can get the younger crowd into wanting to do something new so and we're we were the same way. Let's be honest. I mean, women's suffrage. Like we were. This is the same. We're 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 watching something that we've already been through, and we're like, why can't you guys just understand 
because they don't want to. It's a whole different belief. And we're just watching this happen. So yeah. to us, it's frustrating because we know we know where it's, where it's been. And we've seen where things have gone. It's just at this point in time, there's just all we literally can do is just watch. And to the same point, we're still we're still kind of progressing still to this day. I mean, if you would have thought, you know, 30 years ago that, you know, two men or two women would be able to marry, a lot of people would laugh and say, no, that's never going to happen. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we're just a little over 100 years old from women having the right to vote. Or we're about there. I, I can't remember. I think it was 1919, right? I can't remember. I feel bad for not knowing my American history now. But it's, <laughs> it's been about a century, that w- about 100 years. There are people, there are women still alive who remember not being able to vote. There are people of color, Black people, who remember that their grandparents or their parents were slaves. Like, progress you know, to get balance takes time and not trying to get all political on, on a wrestling podcast, but it's going to come in time. I'm not happy that, uh, that people can't just instantly be accepting. I get it. It's a culture thing. I may not accept it because it's not what I'm about, but the fact that progress is being made gives me hope that in the future, if they do go back, Triple H, when he is running the company, was like, Hey, Look at what we did in Abu Dhabi. We can do the same thing. Just give us a chance. I think that would be a catalyst, or that he is a catalyst. Yes, if, if but it, still, my my problem is is that yes, progress is being made over there, but it's not enough. And WWE didn't need to to do this there. They right. didn't need to aid in that. And I felt that was that was where it was wrong. I think they. I don't care if they're a business. They should have stood up. Because it was a matter of their own women being left out of something that is going to be televised and it's going to be very obvious. And it's going to point out to everyone that women still are considered second class citizens. And that's not right. Yes. What are they what are they showing to the little girls or any girls that watch over there? It doesn't show me that they care about me, so Right. Fuck you. I don't care about your stupid greatest world rumble either. There you go. <laughs> And it sucks because I'd like to watch it. I would like to watch it, but I'm not. I'm not watching it. Mike They're going to be at work anyways. I could, I could watch it at work. <laughs> my I, call I your employer. All day. My father is my employer. Mm. Let's make a phone call. Anonymous tips. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, hey, you know this Katie person? Oh, you do? Yeah. Well, let me tell you how bad of a person she is. Oh, you already know? You're her father? Oh, well, we can be friends. <laughs> He'd be like, hey, this is uh, the IT department calling in right now. Uh, just looking over a certain computer. Uh, looks like there might be some male-on-male aggressive, male male aggressive going on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. He'd be like, I didn't even know we had an IT department. No, <laughs> <laughs> because it's me. All right. Well, we will be talking again next week about the recap for Raw and SmackDown. It's been a very long, nice, fluid discussion today. Thank you guys so much for sticking around. One of these days when we don't get carried away about Raw and SmackDown, we'll start talking about NXT because I know Katie wants to talk about that, but until we learn to cut down our jibber-jabber on Raw and SmackDown, uh, until then, my name is Martin. That's Katie over there. Thanks guys for tuning in. Have a good night, guys. Bye.